Josh Bertaccini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JB. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JB. Okay, all right. Because it's all about the little things. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at therealnwajb.com. You were man on fire last night on the post game. Your boy is back. And This is primetime television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. Fantastic to have you on this Tuesday as we barrel into the conversation after the college football championship game goes by the wayside last night. Michigan, your 2023-24 national champion in the college football ranks. I think you feel like this is uh, this is probably what was, was going to happen when this season started. Michigan continuing to be that almost vilified national superpower. Jim Harbaugh getting it done and we'll hear from Harbs as we work it through the conversation here today Michigan 34 Washington 13 last night so if you were like me holding out hope that maybe maybe Washington would find a way to seal the deal keep Harbaugh away from a national championship keep the the so-called Michigan diehards and a lot of Michigan diehards showing up these days huh keep them by the wayside too um, that didn't happen. Michigan was just better. Pass rush, too good. And Penix really never a lot of time with that offensive line up against that Michigan front. So, uh, look, it was a game for a little bit. I mean, Michigan coming out the gates and by and large dominating the first quarter. Looked like this thing might be an absolute rout before all was said and done, but you know, give Kalen DeBoer and Washington credit. They were able to kind of creep their way back into the game. You got that big touchdown on fourth down going for it. I got to give DeBoer credit. I mean, this guy's not afraid to go for it uh, in early situations that other people probably would not even think twice about. But you know what? It wasn't enough because Michigan was better up front. J.J. McCarthy had himself an unbelievable season. You saw those takeoff touchdown runs by Donovan Edwards early where it was just like, see you later. I got places to go. I got people to see. And uh, wow, Washington clearly with some issues in the run defense department. And Michigan was better. I mean, Michigan was better all year long. There's no question about it. This was a Michigan Wolverines team that played like the best team in college football. And the SEC heads out there, and I know we have a ton of them tuning into the show. It won the SEC this year, y'all. It just was not. It, It was Michigan's year. And they've been knocking on the door for a while. They go 15-0. and They're going to go down as one of those all-time great teams, whether you like it or not. And it's just the way it is. Uh, Blake Court, 134 yards. The put-away touchdowns late. This was a seven-point game going into the fourth quarter. This was a, a toss-up kind of game going into the fourth quarter. But Corum, 134 yards, two TDs there in the fourth. And Michigan, despite a year that saw all kinds of weird things happen off the field, right? 
You had suspensions. Harbaugh suspended at the start of the year, at the end of the year. You had that sign-stealing scandal breakout during the season, too. Uh, this was a bizarro season for Michigan. But 15-0, their first national title since 1997. They're hailing the victors. They're feeling good about it. And Jim Harbaugh, nine years at Michigan now, third consecutive playoff appearance, delivers the title. That so many people were hoping in that Michigan, that North Pole kind of college football uh, vortex for so long without national championships. They get one to fill the vortex for now. Harbaugh coaches half of the season. How about Michigan? 303 yards of ground attack offense against Washington, who just did not have enough in the tank to get the win. So Penix's career is over at the college level. Six years. Did not play great. Not as precise. Missed a couple of key throws, including that fourth down pass with his receiver wide open there early in the second quarter. And uh, look, Jim Harbaugh, baby. Jim Harbaugh, baby. A national champion in Michigan. Shifting the power back to the Big Ten. Or at least for one year. And uh, and there you go. So college football in the rearview mirror as H-Town gets to host the national championship game and a game that was back and forth there for most of the second and third quarters gets away in the fourth quarter and Michigan's rushing offense and offensive line just too good. 134 yards for Corum and two TDs. Edwards, those back-to-back touchdown runs in the first half, finished with 104 yards rushing and two TDs. And uh, Michigan just too strong up front. Only one sack in the game, as you look back at it. Did have two interceptions, including San Ristol's 81-yard return there as things were getting kind of out of hand late. But um, but that's a wrap. And that's also a wrap on college football's 14 playoff, a playoff that I don't think they really got right until this year. But I felt like this year they did get it right. And Michigan able to take advantage of the draw and work its its mojo through a couple of rounds. Well, next year, it ain't going to be that easy, right? Next year, we expand it to 12 teams. And so we'll have first-round games. I think, well, what's the plan here to have four teams with a bye in the early portion of it? And I think they're going to allow, what, five conference champs? They're going to mandate five conference champs. I think the debate continues right now. I was reading that in the paper this morning over the e-reader and the coffee getting ready for the show. They haven't completely decided college football and the powers that be how many guaranteed conference champs have to be in. So work in progress on the next format. Michigan's going to be one of those preseason favorites. I was looking at some of the betting lines going into 2025. How about Georgia back at number one? Four to one odds. Alabama, Ohio State at two and three. Michigan slides down to four alongside Texas at nine to one odds to repeat. Washington going to go all the way down the board to 60 to one odds. I don't see Arkansas anywhere near the the best odds on the board, nor should they be, nor should they be after the kind of season that they had. But college football, going through a world of change. Um, obviously, in front of our eyes, things seem so fluid and so transitory. And you can't really bank on things being the same next year as they are now. It just feels like the evolution, the change, of the way the game's played, of the way guys are recruited, of the whole presentation, of the playoff format, NIL, transfer portal. I mean, never has there been more change afoot in the world of college football. And so 
Michigan able to grab a piece of that pie again. National champions in 2023 into 24. And of course, already you got Jim Harbaugh's name out there linked to any number of other situations. That's kind of been one of the MOs for Harbaugh's run so far at Michigan has been he will have his ongoing flirtations with other schools. We just know that to be true. Will any of these flirtations come to fruition? I mean, is he still Anson to take another swing at the NFL to scratch that itch and go to the NFL? You have some jobs that have opened up. Certainly the Chargers with a top 10 quarterback sitting there and Justin Herbert, Southern California fit. A lot of money, lower pressure, lower expectations. I think there are going to be some significant conversations between Jim Harbaugh's camp and the LA Chargers camp and any number of different openings around the world of, uh, of professional football right now too. So Jim Harbaugh and his people are going to have to make a decision. Does he want to go down the road of, you know, making a run at a Nick Saban type career? Does he want to be an institutional figure at Michigan and continue to, you know, have the Wolverines in the mix for what three straight playoffs we said already and more to come in the future. I think that's going to be a tough call for him. I think when you're a guy like Jim Harbaugh, and I'm not, we'll hear from Harbaugh in just a little bit, but the ego is always in play. So, you know, for for some folks, you put that on the side. You don't worry about it too much for a guy like Jim Harbaugh to rebuild Michigan in this mold to get them back to the heights, to do it nine years in after a difficult year, right? That saw Harbaugh dinged up, like we said, suspended at the start, suspended towards the end. I can't get into his brain. He's a quirky guy to begin with. I do wonder what the future holds for him and for uh, for his coaching career. But we'll watch it from afar and we'll make sense of it the best we can as we move it forward. Michigan 34, Washington 13. Your national championship game is in the rearview mirror. And so is the college football season. So we now got ourselves. Let me pull this clock up here in front of me on the side of the screen. We've now got ourselves, okay, seven and a half months. Until next year's college football season, seven and a half months. So we will, you know what we'll do? We'll drown our sorrows in some NFL playoff action. That's what we'll do. And some college basketball action too, as we get a little more into that conversation. Uh, Arkansas Razorback basketball making its way to Athens today. So en route for Georgia as the Hogs get a chance to take a swing on the road in Athens tomorrow night, eight o'clock. We'll talk some more about that and hear from us as we work it through some headlines today, but this is an important game. Things have gotten kind of urgent for Arkansas Razorback basketball here. Just a little bit quicker than perhaps some folks were, uh, were expecting it to get quite so urgent, but hogs at 0 and one at Georgia tomorrow night. We'll talk some more about that as we work it through. And uh, we got a Razorback great inducted into the college football hall of fame, big time injury in the NBA. We'll update you on, of course, Lots of moves in the NFL coaching circles and Arkansas Razorback baseball getting itself a pretty decent ranking in the preseason polls too. So a lot going on. 18 minutes past seven o'clock. We're 15 minutes into our conversation here. And I appreciate every last one of you finding some time for us here on your digital broadcast airwaves. Uh, It's really cold. The snow is coming down again. I don't think we're going to shake this stuff free anytime soon, but the snow is coming down outside my window here, expecting no more than an inch 
So half an inch to an inch. Fayetteville has already called it today. So Fayetteville schools are closed. They will not open it up. There is no virtual day anymore, which makes no sense at all. But our uh, our governor canned that, so we're going backwards and uh, no virtual days anymore. You're just going to have to make it up at the end of the year. I, I don't understand. But that's Fayetteville uh, closed for the day. Springdale is open. Got that word passed down by the wifey earlier. So Springdale schools are good to go. And parts further north, Rogers and Bentonville, it sounds like good to go too. But you know what I'm going to do for you? I'm going to take a look, see at the school closings and cancellations and delays. And when we come back as we move it through, we'll give you those updates. And we'll also give you some headlines and talk some more about this Michigan National Championship. And uh, what a win. 34-13 to 13 over Washington. $11 million a year for Jim Harbaugh to be the head coach in Michigan. You know... I don't think he's giving that money up anytime soon. I just don't. All right. Um, we'll take our first break of the morning. Josh Bertuccini with you inside of the Bunka Studio, Team B Media. And we are rolling into this thing on a Tuesday talk kind of deal for us. Quick timeout. We're coming right back. So good to have you on board. It's the real NWAJB. Stay tight. A to Z Golf Cars has moved, but it still has the same awesome customer service and phenomenal inventory you won't find anywhere else. Northwest Arkansas's go-to golf car spot for over 20 years. Neighborhood cars, cruisers, course cars, first to the ball or last to the ball, roll up in style with A to Z. Repair work with quick turnarounds, too. Now located at 483 North Highway 62 in Rogers, two miles north of the city airport. Call 479-273-9229. Need to lose 100 pounds this year? Don't restrict your diet. Forget joining a gym. Instead, lose the weight of that cheating spouse of yours. At Mock Legal Solutions, there is no hourly billing. You pay one flat fee for your divorce. Call today, 479-769-1505. And let's be honest, it's closer to 200 pounds, right? Mock Legal Solutions. Real advice, reasonable price. Shogun of Fayetteville for a special experience every time. Best Japanese cuisine around, they have it all. The sushi is top-notch, but everyone's talking about their hibachi grill. The chefs are incredible. It's delicious and entertaining at the same time. For recruiting, celebrations, or just a good old date night, Shogun of Fayetteville has never let me down. With the scenic view of Fayetteville from the hill by the mall, full menu online, shogunfayetteville.com. Hey guys, you've been feeling a little bit lower energy of late. The motivation's down. Well, it's time to take control of it here in 2024. Bioidentical hormone replacement is state-of-the-art and Dr. Mark Olson is the only one around focusing on BHRT and his treatments. If you want to feel better, this is the year and Olson Clinic is the place to get it done with Dr. Mark Olson, now located at 5501 Willow Creek Drive in Springdale. That's right off exit 69 off I-49 online, OlsonClinic.com. Builders Direct Lighting offers quality lighting products and solutions for all of your project needs. They buy directly from the manufacturer with no middleman in sight, passing the savings on to you, the customer. From a small office space to a large warehouse, indoor or outdoor, we do it all. Yes, we can even light your pickleball court. For more info, visit buildersdirectlighting.com or call 479-256-0461.
George is up next. That's tomorrow night. Let's see if we can get this one for you. Eric Musselman sound as we continue the conversation there. Yeah, um, you know, the, the you know DNA of the program has been uh, competitiveness, has been toughness, has been uh, grit, um, or, you know, whatever you guys have written in the past or whatever opposing coaches have said about our team. And, um, you know, look, the, the game against Auburn, uh, number one, you've got to give credit to Bruce Pearl. You've got to give credit to his team. Um, they came in here. They played a great game. Um, you know, and we got to get better from it. That's that's what you do. You know, you take accountability uh, from staff to players to, um, you know, and then certainly I feel like, you know, and I don't want to pause that too much here, but Eric Musselman, you know, looks looks fatigued. Does our head hog not look a little bit tired? Looked to me like he was just a little bit on the fatigue side. But here's again, Musselman talking about Georgia, Arkansas at Athens tomorrow night. We'll go ESPN to eight o'clock. It's a late one. Let me get back to some must sound here as we continue. We got that rolling there. Guys that have been here, you know, Devo, Kai, Cade, um, you know, all, anybody that's been here and been part of the program, um, you know, you continue to talk about it. I mean, we we went back to uh, to the COVID year today, and uh, we took the five minute mark, the ten minute mark, the fifteen minute mark, halftime, and then went the same way in the second half, and we showed the score. You know, Auburn was was uh, you know, really playing well, and they were up 20 and uh, in the first half, and and uh, we fought, we scrapped, and we won the game by two. You know, and so, um, you know, it was a tale of two different games, and we just talked about, when you know, when we get down, you never know what can happen in a game. And um, we had a great practice this morning, super physical. Um, I moved uh, players. Uh, to the scout team today. So we had five of our players on the scout team. That's not been the case in the four years that I've been here. We've always used, uh, you know, managers or graduate assistants. Um, but today they, they had to guard five scholarship players and, and um, that's a different look. We'll see what happens. I mean, we had another really good practice. I, you know, I, I try to, you know, shoot straight with you guys on everything and, and try to not have any gray area and to, uh, you know, let you know exactly how I feel, whether it's agreed upon or not. But this team continues to practice really well. Today was a was a great practice. And the game on Saturday was was a really poor performance. <laughs> and um but we had a good practice today. And, and I, you know, if it was bad, I would be the first to tell you guys that it was bad. Uh, matter of fact, sometimes I wish I could get on here and tell you we did have some some bad practices because um, really practice doesn't matter. I mean, what matters is the game. That's what uh, coaching staffs are paid for. That's what players want to do is they want to play in a game. And, and we've got to carry over from the practice floor um, to a game. Well, that was pretty straightforward there. Uh, Eric Musselman, they had a good practice yesterday morning. Are we able to hear that okay? All right. Just trying to couple different options here on the radio board. Uh, they had a good practice yesterday by his account. And, and I think he tells you right there how it is. Like, I wish I could tell you that we were, we were not doing things right. So it would make more sense while we're struggling so much in games. I don't see it. 
Um, well, in games, you see it. My goodness, you see it in games right now, don't you? Front court, soft. Playmaking, lacking. Perimeter defense, not present. I mean, that's me riffing just at a glance. And you don't need to be a basketball aficionado, some kind of resident basketball junkie, right? Like your boy JB to understand what's happening here. Y'all know sports. You wouldn't be listening to a show like this for the last 15 years. You know what I'm saying? You know it. You understand what's going on. And uh, this team has got a lot of issues. Tomorrow night at Georgia, as we make our way through our SEC report, you've got games coming up around the corner. Business World of Little Rock bringing you a look-see at the SEC each and every day. Business World of Little Rock, a proud TDS IT company taking care of all your printing needs in the capital city. My guy Tim Stanley doing some great work there in Rocktown, baby. Um, SEC report. Let's do that. Arkansas not playing tonight. You got some good games tonight, though, as we settle into it a little bit more. And uh, away we go with conference play up on top of us now and a chance to really get to know some squads differently and better. And I think in the SEC, it's still a getting to know you kind of thing tonight Missouri's at Kentucky at six o'clock on ESPN Missouri is eight and six on the season lost its first conference game of the year Kentucky 11 and two one and0 in the SEC and had a really hard fought win a quality win at Florida just um just the other day by two points had to hold on for dear life at the end of it. Tonight, 6 o'clock ESPN. It's probably your best bet is Mizzou at Kentucky. Also tonight, SEC Network, as we continue with these games, South Carolina's at Alabama. Gamecocks are 13-1. and one. What? We're doing men's basketball or women's basketball. Just making sure. South Carolina's 13-1, and one, y'all. At Alabama, who's 9-5. and five. They're both 1-0 and oh in the SEC. SEC Network at 6 tonight. And then your nightcaps. On the deuce at 8 o'clock, Texas A&M is at Auburn. Auburn's 12-2, and two, of course, off that win against Arkansas. And Vanderbilt, 8 o'clock at LSU on the SEC Network. Um, did you read Wally Hall's piece today? Or am I one of the only ones who's still reading that? But he was ripping Auburn for being classless and mouthy and all these things. Very easy when you lose to cry about the victors. Let's not forget Arkansas. Uh, dunking all over Auburn in garbage time last year and Debo Davis dangling a package over the rim on some other people. It's um, it's not a one-way street is all I'm trying to say. All right, so those are games set for tonight, tomorrow night, Tennessee at Mississippi State. They're both 11-3. and three. Arkansas on the U, 8 o'clock, 9-5 at Georgia, 11-3 at Stegman Coliseum. It's going to be an important game. And Florida's at Ole Miss tomorrow night. On the SEC Network at 8 o'clock. Arkansas goes to Florida on Saturday. We'll have our People's Post Game Show. Round two officially coming your way at 5 o'clock on Saturday evening. So that's where you're at with the basketball. Hogs getting set for an opportunity to bounce it back tomorrow evening at Georgia. We've talked a ton about Michigan dispatching a Washington for the national championship. You wonder what the future holds there for him and that program. John Moran is out for the year. That's too bad. One of the most exciting players in the game, a guy who had to sit for the first 25 games of the year for his Instagram uh, gun shenanigans on repeat last year. And he gets up to speed and the Grizzlies have a little bit of life. And I was talking with a couple of Memphis Grizzlies fans at a bar in Oklahoma City. Brick town, baby, over break 
uh, Christmas break. And they were all fired up for Moran. And we're going to make a run at the playoffs. And here we go. He's a baller. Just keep him off Instagram. No, he injures his shoulder. Guess dislocates it at practice the other day. And that thing's going to need season-ending surgery. So I think this is also the Grizzlies batting it down the hatches. We'll take the best draft pick we can get. And we'll start from scratch next year because it was too much of an uphill battle. But John Morant out for the season for Memphis. So that's a devastator for them, obviously. Uh, Elsewhere, storylines. How about Dan Hampton into the Pro Football Hall of Fame? One of the greatest Razorback defensive tackles of all time. Guy was drafted number two overall by the Bears right back in 1984. And a huge part. Uh, that Bears defense in the 80s, the uh, the Mike Ditka Bears that were just nasty defensively. Dan Hampton gets himself voted into the Hall of Fame yesterday, which he just absolutely positively loved to see. Georgia opens as the favorite to win the college football title next year. The, the Bulldogs are, what, 17 to 4 odds. So about 4 to 1, maybe a little bit better if you get your money's worth on that. But uh, away we go there. And Kevin Steele is retiring as Alabama's defensive coordinator. After a 40-year career, he'll be 66 years old in March. All right, must sound. Headlines. Question of the day is up. I want your take on this basketball team right now. We'll break in a moment. You tell me, as we make our way through some early season struggles and the team is having some issues, how far will this Razorback men's basketball team go this year? I feel like this is the time of year, early mid-January, where the struggle bus has tended to hit in recent years. So we'll give you four options on the board. NIT, baby. Which will probably get the most uh, votes here today. NCAA one and done, right? You make the tournament and then you're out quick. Round of 32. Or further. Maybe further. Really? You vote for that one and explain it a little bit. See what you got on that regard. All right. It is uh, coming up on 740. Real NWAJB, making it happen. And so good to have you here as we continue the conversation on the show. Team B Media, Bunker Studio. You got the snow coming down, looking for about an inch of this stuff before all is said and done here today. And uh, looks like uh, we got some more stuff coming up on Friday and into the weekend. It is going to be incredibly cold. Why don't we take a break? We'll come back. Your thoughts on Michigan, on Arkansas. On the world of sports in general, as we continue it on the real NWAJB, right after this. Herman's Rib House on College in Fayetteville, a tradition like no other around. When you're looking for the best steak, chicken, salmon, something for lunch or dinner, Herman's has your back. This year is their 60th anniversary and the food keeps getting better. Perfect time to stop by and check out their revamped menu, the Dustin Omelette, a personal favorite. Herman's in Fayetteville. Follow them on Instagram or Facebook for more info. Stop by and grab some grub today at Herman's, celebrating its 60th year in business in 2024. Hi, this is Tim Stanley, a longtime local business owner in Northwest Arkansas, and I'm super excited to be a part of JB's new adventure into the digital broadcasting arena, and I had to be a part of it. I also wanted to inform the listening audience that I bought Business World in Little Rock, so now we have more of a full state coverage, just like JB. It's important to be part of his future, or our future, or your future. Call me at Business World, a TDSID company, at 501-374-7000. 
Golden Corral of Fayetteville features a legendary endless buffet for breakfast, lunch, and dinner to feast the fam or to feast yourself. Enjoy over 150 menu items. Their all-you-can-eat steak is my favorite. Hand-cut USDA top sirloin. Their bakery game is strong, too. You name it, they got it, and they make it good. Golden Corral, a place with something for everyone at a good price. Conveniently located where college meets Maine in Fayetteville. See things in a better light with the folks at New Light Electric. Residential and commercial services. They do remodels and additions, electrical upgrades and repairs, LEDs, installation of hot tubs, vehicle charging stations, and more. If you're looking for the folks who have the best touch, these guys are the lighting experts. They literally do it all, and they can add some light to your life, too. New Light Electric. Like them on Facebook or call 479-220-2836. Hey folks, this is Matt Chambers with Blue Kangaroo Packouts. We know bad things happen and we're here to help, taking care of your contents and possessions when disaster strikes. Every Northwest Arkansas, North Central Arkansas, and the River Valley, accidents and weather happen all the time. When it does, we have your back. Moving, cleaning, warehousing, cataloging, tracking inventory so you don't lose a single personal possession. More information is online at bluekangaroopackouts.com or give us a call at 479-879-9696. with it are we not making it happen as we barrel our way through a snowy start to the day Fayetteville schools are closed I promised you a look-see earlier at uh at some of the cancellations around the region so we'll get into that here a little bit more seems like we're stuck in this polar vortex look at me right polar vortex what is JB talking about it's really cold and it, and it keeps swinging back on us every time we think we've gotten through it it's about to get warmer now we're in the middle of winter <laughs> this thing is not getting warmer anytime soon temps are expected to uh to stay on the colder side as the weekend unfolds we'll be in the 40s here the next couple of days maybe touching 50 and then friday another chance of snow saturday temps in the 20s sunday teens and is this right am i living in north dakota again on monday martin luther king jr day predicted high of eight degrees a high temperature of eight in Arkansas on Monday. Mm. Polar vortex, my friends. All right, some cancellations. You ready? All Fayetteville schools are closed today. All Fayetteville schools are closed today. Uh, Greenland schools have called it for today. Os Hall closed for the day. Huntsville closed for the day. Let me give you some more here. As I work it through the list, West Fork is closed for the day. There you go. I had to scroll down to the W's, but I got that one too. St. Joseph's Catholic School closed. Ozark Catholic in Tinytown is closed today. NWAC closed. Bentonville Campus closed. Mountainburg down the hill closed. Uh, Gravit closed this morning. I guess afternoon classes at Gravit are supposed to go on. Elkins is closed. See if I got any others for you here. And that's what I got right now. So as far as the school closings, Fayetteville and schools South 
and everything north doing a little bit better so far. But um, about an inch of snow, depending on where you're at. You got the snow coming down. You had the rain all day yesterday. That was just a brutal Monday. Rain and cold and yuck, yuck, yuck. But snow expected to continue through about noon today, off on. Not much, but about an inch of this stuff before all is said and done. And happy wintertime, USA. All right, uh, Jim Harbaugh. I promised you a little Harbs, right? Last night, Holly Rowe, ESPN, talking about the win. Here's Harbaugh. How sweet does this little bath feel right now? Does this little bath feel right now? It's pretty great. You know, you watch this confetti come down. It's like thousands of confetti. It tells a story. There's a story in every one of those pieces of confetti. I mean, amazing blue confetti. Just so proud of our team. What's Incredible. the story that your team tells tonight, Coach? It's hard to be perfect. 15-0. Took on all comers. And uh, so the last one standing. Champion. You're the son of a coach. You've been in these moments before, but how's this one different because it's yours and your teams? Uh, I mean, it's, it's just such a glorious feeling. I mean, I really don't have any more words than that, you know? Maybe maybe to quote J.J. McCarthy, bet. <laughs> hey, coach, who has it better than you right now? Nobody. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Jim Harbaugh feeling it and grooving it, and Holly Rowe on ESPN giving you a little feel for that last night. That was Harbaugh. Here's J.J. McCarthy, Michigan's quarterback. It's glorious. That's all I can say. I, you know, I just love my teammates so much. I love my coaches. It's bittersweet because this is going to be the last time we get to play together. I love those guys so much. It's just such a special group. And no better way to end it. No better way. You had a big moment in this game. You're back against the wall in the fourth quarter, and you pull off the longest run of your season. How did you keep that drive alive and gain the distance to win? Um, You know, just... All film study, you know, they just give it up on third downs and I had to take advantage of it at some time. And, you know, offensive line did a great job of holding up so they couldn't shed on their blocks. And, you know, the rest was history. Coach has called you the greatest college quarterback to ever play at Michigan. What do you think you are? I think I'm Jason McCarthy, kid from the Grange Park, Illinois, that's just trying to be the best he can possibly be every day. That's all I think of myself as. How about you add national champion to that? Say that one time. National champ? Yeah, we'll take that. That's for sure. <laughs> There you go. I love hearing from the uh, from the champs, even if it was Michigan and not the most popular thing maybe to hear. You got to give respect where it's due. It ain't easy. Winning national titles. And J.J. McCarthy had himself a heck of a season amid some criticisms here or there that maybe he wasn't a, the guy to lead Michigan to uh, to the title. He gets it done. McCarthy's a baller, man. He's tough. And that scramble in the fourth with the game still kind of hanging in the balance really did flip the tables for keeps for Michigan in that victory last night. All right, so we got you some Jim Harbaugh sound. He's feeling, you know, the bravado and the cockiness and the swagger as much as ever. How could you not? Um, a lot of folks thought maybe Michigan would never be able to climb the the last summit with Harbaugh at the helm, that the guy was too controversial, that it was going to be ultimately too much for his team to overcome. But at the end of the day, oh, they overcame it and more. And, uh, you know, the SEC fans are squirming right now as we continue the conversation here on the show. The real NWA JB. Josh Bertaccini with you. And so good to have you as we continue the conversation. We've got our People's Post Game Show for you on Saturdays all season long. So 5 o'clock coming up on Saturday for our Arkansas and Florida conversation. Hogs, man, we played some, uh, some must sound earlier. Practicing hard. Trying to figure things out behind the scenes because in front of the scenes, it hadn't exactly been pretty so far. 
And uh, my goodness, it has been remarkable to watch this team the last couple of years turn it on, flip the switch and get itself going seemingly every time you think they're done. So our question of the day today, you're going to get a lot of the haters back out there talking about how it's all over. It's done. They stink. The season's a lost cause. That's the reaction of a fan, right? Get caught up in the moment. Nothing's going to change. The coaching staff, history, players, not enough. And it's a manic thing being a sports fan. It is a manic up and down thing. You find yourself constantly either, you know, absolutely ecstatic or completely devastated. Nobody said that was easy. And uh, right now with this Razorback basketball team, I understand folks are probably leaning into the devastation thing. You feel like, oh, it's football all over again. It's, it's, it's a tough go of it. Folks, this basketball program was invisible for 25 years at Arkansas. Basically invisible. Now you can say, oh, well, we knew we had the chance to be better. We were a sleeping giant and yada, yada, yada. Basically invisible for 25 years. Basically. And now you find yourself much less invisible. Razorback basketball is on the radar for other teams. And so, you know, like Auburn, I go back to that again. You know, in Wally Hall's piece in the Nam Gazette, crying about Auburn, you know, dominating Arkansas and talking smack and all this stuff. You can't have it both ways. When you win, you want to talk smack. You want to celebrate like it's the greatest thing ever. You're invincible. You know, Auburn wishes they were you. And then when they when you lose and it goes the other way and they have you in the crosshairs, like I said a moment ago, you want to cry about it? That doesn't really add up to me. You're going to dunk on people when the game's already done and taunt them about it. Then you better be ready to get that thrown right back in your face when it goes the other way, too. Question of the day today. How far is the must bus going this year? 70% 70% of the early returns, first couple hundred votes, Twitter and Facebook, 70% of y'all, I told you, say NIT, baby, 70%. As if Arkansas hasn't been one in three, one in four, two in four in each of the last three years in the SEC. Just saying, what are you right now? You're 0 and 1. It was one game. And you got worked by one of the better teams in the SEC. Auburn's pretty good. Tomorrow night at Georgia, this is going to be a little bit more of an urgency kind of situation. Um, You need to lean into it. You need to put the pedal to the metal. And you got to find a way to come out of Athens with a win tomorrow. Get this thing to one and one. Hogs will not return to Fayetteville after the game tomorrow night because you just probably could could hop on a bus and take it from Athens to to Gainesville. I'm sure they'll, they'll do the charter jet thing, but... Um, this could be an important week to see whether the team still believes and buys into each other. And it's been great to get Menifield back. Don't let me get, get it wrong. Menifield has been a plus for this team, but there's an acclimation period that still goes on. You have to get used to playing together in whatever new capacities you have. And now that Menifield's here, Mark has to move over a little. Devo clearly has to move to the side. Caleb Battle is not going to be getting as many shots as he previously got up for you. Things change. Trevon Brazil, who we have talked a ton about as a guy who needs to be, frankly, more aggressive, more committed offensively. He's got to move over a little bit too. And yet, in that basketball game on Saturday that 
disaster of a second half against Auburn. Really, the only two guys who seemed to be playing off of each other for Arkansas were Menafield and Brazil. They were the two. Mark out of sorts. Battle almost non-existent. Devo, that was bad Devo. That was, that was not good Devo. So uh, I think this team's obviously better than it showed. You're never as bad as you look in your worst moments in life. Even though, you know, fanatics would tell you, oh, you're absolutely your worst and your best. And all. You're not as good as you look when things go absolutely good and absolutely great and perfect. You're not. Because that's not real life. You're also not the flip. I don't think you are as bad as some people want to crack you up to be when things are going poorly either. So I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. I think this is an NCAA tournament team this year. I just, I can't, you can't go off the, off the cliff here with, with so many of y'all. The season's over. It's a lost cause. They stink. They're terrible. They're six and five in their last 11 games. They have not played very good basketball lately. Arkansas is deservedly not getting any votes in the AP or coaches top 25 polls right now. But for me to suddenly forget how good a coach Eric Musselman is and forget the talent level, the scoring proficiency that this team has would reflect poorly on me, not only today, but then moving forward. Cause I 100% expect to look up here in two months and Arkansas is going to be in the NCAA tournament. Now they might only be one and done. This probably is not an elite eight team. I don't think their front court is near physical enough to take them that far into the tournament. But do you think anybody right now wants to be matched up with Eric Musselman Across from him in the NCAA dance? I don't think so, my friends. This guy, for one game, heads up, head to head like that, he, he's the coach you want against pretty much any other coach in the country. Just ask Kansas about that last year, the defending champs in that second round game. So, question of the day today. What are you thinking? On this 9th of January, how far will this Arkansas Razorback men's basketball team go? here in 2024. And we'll get your votes and your thoughts up on that. Appreciate those of you listening live here, pod being live, making it happen. Of course, doing it as well via YouTube and the real NWAJB. And so good to see so many of y'all here today. I'm seeing uh, Chucky all over the chat room. That's awesome. Going back and forth with my guy, Donnie. They're debating my singing prowess. That's, that's weird. But hey, look, whatever you need to do, man. Some of these things y'all talk about, I don't even know where you're going. But hey, look, it's got to be fun for you. It's fun for me to be here with y'all each and every day. Snow coming down, inch of it expected. Winter is here, and uh, it ain't coming. It's here. Top of the hour break. We'll come back. Richard Davenport, some recruiting talk. Always trying to flesh out the transfer portal class of 2024. Stay tight.